Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Thank you, Lord. Take your seats, please, in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. The presence of God is sweet in this place. My God. Let's welcome our online audience as well as our television audience. It's so good to be in God's presence. This, this, this week, we, uh, it's been a, such a good week. We passed by one of the places in, somewhere in rural Colorado. And we're like, wow, this is one of the places that somebody reached out and said they were watching the broadcast. So wherever you may be watching the broadcast, watching us, um, you are much a part of this family. And if you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us as well. And um, it's, it's, it's been such a blessed week. My Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord. And things are happening. And you see, when we pray, it makes a difference. I don't know if uh, anybody remembers. I was saying a couple of weeks ago, I, was, I sat with some leaders, and they were asking me, is there hope for um, America? And I said, there is. Um, certain lines have been crossed, but the covenant on which this nation was founded is very strong. So they came together and said, we are coming together to, um, to, to, to birth a nation that will take the gospel to other nations. And that's exactly what has happened. So America has a lot of seeds out there. And I was talking about the fact that even the Koreans recently said they were coming to the United States. And we went through 20 cities, just prayer walking. And what they were saying was, America helped us during the, the invasion, when our nation was invaded. And not only that, they also sent missionaries. So now we've come back to give back to this nation. And it's all because of the covenant. Even the Constitution, both here and the United Kingdom, was founded, and the laws was founded based on the laws of Moses. So it's very, very strong. And I was talking about the fact that in Isaiah 24, verse 5, verse 6, this is not my message, but you were talking about the fact that because the laws and ordinances are changed, the curse is released. The laws, for instance, around the time that Moses was born and around the time that Jesus was born, um, th there were decrees and laws made to kill young people. And you see, those demons and those spirits that caused that are still around and every time laws are made uh, along those lines it opens a whole new well spiritually that brings the curse on a nation and every time those laws are reversed something happens spiritually and we pray when the when the church rises up and prays it's game over for the devil it happened with the wall of Berlin, and it had been like that for a very long time. And when the Christians rose up and prayed, the wall came down. Amen. And same for communism in Russia. You couldn't get into Russia to do anything with the gospel. The KGB and all those people would not allow you. And then Christians started getting in, and we started sending books to the Christians there, when they got the revelation of it, that was the end of communism. And Russia opened up, and then the whole U.S.S.R. opened up. 
So when Christians pray and also send people into strategic places, game over. It's game over for the devil. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And so, it, you see, in the Bible, um, we, again, Pastor Paul was talking earlier, I was talking to a young man this week, and he was saying that I want, the, I mean, he was a single, he's a single, single person, he's saying, I want the, to marry somebody who shares my values and who also stands for uh, maintaining sexual integrity. And you see, God has ordained for, for sex to happen in the context of marriage. If it happens before marriage, God calls it fornication. If it happens when somebody is married, it's called adultery. But no matter how a baby is introduced into the earth, you see, you, it, when, when laws are made to take them out, you don't know who is coming into the earth. And the devil sometimes is concerned. It might be a Moses. It might be a Jesus. It might be a Solomon. It could be anyone. When you were introduced into the earth, there was a battle over your life. And the devil planned to take you out. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, the plan and the purpose of, of concerning your life will come to pass in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said the plan and the purpose of God for your life will come to pass in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. So let's continue to lift up our nation in prayer. And our leaders, our judges, and mayors, governors, let's lift them up before the Lord. And when we pray, there will be a difference. There's a rebirth of our nation, and we will see the hand of God in our nation in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe that, say amen. We've been studying about prayer, and as we continue to pray, and as we continue to see the, seek the face of God, God's hand will prevail in our land and across the nations of the world in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Individual prayer, corporate prayer makes a difference. Amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. All right, let's continue with our Bible lesson. In this season, we have been studying about prayer and then putting it into practice. And as we do that, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God take your prayer life to another level in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's go over some highlights from our lesson, and then we will continue. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Psalm 141 verse 2, he says, let my, prayer, let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. And we talked about the fact that the incense that they made was composed of 11 ingredients. And he says, so when he says, let my prayer go up as the evening sacrifice, He's talking about the fact that our prayers, and then in Revelation chapter 8, Revelation chapter 8, verse 3, says, Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. 
Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So the seven angels, who are the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to stand. So our prayers, notice, he says that it goes before God as incense with the prayers of the saints, and it went before the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. So prayers go up as incense. And it is released as power on our behalf. So when you are not praying, you are at a disadvantage because there is nothing going up. Nothing goes up, nothing comes down. And we talked about Elijah, a man, subject to light passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it shouldn't rain. And it did not rain. He had a nature like ours. James 5.17 with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. He prayed, heaven gave. He prayed, heaven gave. So if you are not praying, Heaven is not giving anything on your behalf, and the earth is also not producing its fruit. So if, if your earth is not producing, that's an area to check. Let my prayer go up as the evening, as incense, as the evening sacrifice. So prayer is so important in our lives for us to see the hand of God in our lives. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, in this season and beyond, as you draw closer to the Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, may you see the hand of God at work in your life. I said, may you see the hand of God at work in your life. I said, may you see the hand of God at work in your life. And you see, when you find the secrets concerning prayer, life becomes an exciting journey. It says in Proverbs chapter 24, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 14, he says, So shall not the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you are founded, there is a prospect. Let me read it from the classic in James, this, this particular verse. He says, So shall the knowledge of, let's start from verse 13, Proverbs 24, 13. He says, My son, eat that honey. Because it is good, and the honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. When thou hast found it, there shall be a reward. Concerning any area of your life, not only prayer. When you are founded, there will be a reward and your expectation will not be cut off. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, he says, So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When you are founded, there shall be a reward. So it's the same for prayer. When you have found the secret of prayer, there will be a reward. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, May you experience the rewards that come with a lifestyle of prayer in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, he says, 
Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come and learn of me. So we looked at how Jesus Christ prayed and the result that he had in prayer. The disciples came to Jesus in Luke 11 and said, Lord Jesus, teach us to pray. And the way that he teaches us to pray is through his word. I see your prayer life going to another level in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in Psalm 65, Psalm 65, verse 2, he says, O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. To you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. The one who answers prayer, the one who hears prayer, all flesh will come to him. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we talk about the fact that for the purpose of this city, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go back there again. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. You see, after he talk, he keeps talking about the armor of God in the prior verses. Then when he gets to verse 18, he says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints so the purpose of the armor of god is really so that you can pray you take up the armor of god in preparation for prayer praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit or the greek literally says with all kinds of all manner of prayer so there are different kinds of prayer just like you have particular tools that you use for specific purposes the same way in the realm of the spirit there are different kinds of prayer and so many times we do with prayer what we've done in some other areas we put it all together in one sack and shake it all together and then pour it out but it's not like that. You see. <laughs> there are different kinds. And so we talked about the fact that one, there is a prayer of consecration. Where we make a vow or we consecrate ourselves to the Lord in return for something that we want him to do for our lives. And we said that in the prayer of consecration, like Jesus in the garden, we see the word if in there. Like Hannah, when she was praying, if you will give me a child. But when, you, when it's different, in, when it comes to the next one, the prayer of petition, when we pray that kind of prayer, the word if is not there. Because there we know what the will of God is. We have yielded our lives to the will of God. And so we know explicitly what the will of God that we don't need to put an if in there. The prayer of petition and the prayer of faith. And then the, the fourth one is the prayer of agreement. We see that in Matthew chapter 18 where he talks about in verse 19. He's talking about two people on earth agreeing concerning anything that is asked. It will be done for them by my father 
in heavens. The Greek word there for agreeing or agreement is symphony. The idea is to make symphony, to come together in agreement like a choir. And when two people on earth concerning agree on earth, concerning anything they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. And then the next one is the prayer of thanksgiving. And we talked about the fact that with thanksgiving, you can thank God before the answer shows up. And then you can also thank God after the answer shows up. Different. All right. Let's go a step further here in our lesson. Today we'll look at the prayer of supplication and the prayer of intercession. The prayer of supplication and the prayer of intercession. Now, the word supplication, we see that here in Ephesians 6, verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit don't let that phrase leave you supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and then he repeats it again and supplication for all the saints now the greek word that is used there is enthusiasis enthusiasis and you can break it into two the word and refers it's a compound word of the word N and then a form of the word Tugano. The word N means in or into. And the word Tugano means to happen upon, happen upon. When you put the two words together, it means to fall into a situation or to happen into a circumstance with someone else. And this word is used in its various form, and it's only found five times in the New Testament. The idea of supplication carries the idea of one who comes to God in simple childlike faith to freely enjoy fellowship in the presence of the Lord. And then another idea also is sometimes also to press in till you receive an answer from God key issue now you see supplication and intercession normally in the normal sense has to do with others you see notice here he says that supplication for all saints supplication for all saints and the word also has to in some classical right it's used to depict depict a love relationship between two lovers two individuals who have happened upon each other who have found or discovered each other and now now sharing their lives together so we can fellowship with god in prayer and not only that notice that here when he uses the word supplication he says supplication for all the saints supplication for all the saints so we supplicate for people that know the lord and i'll get to intercession here shortly and an intercession is usually also for people that do not know the lord but sometimes because both of them are intense prayers 
it's easy sometimes it's used interchangeably but really it's its application for all the saints and sometimes also the idea was someone carrying an olive branch and going to somebody else are supplicating with a goal to get their attention I'm taking my time because these are very important notice what he says in first Peter chapter 4 for instance, in 1 Peter chapter 4, 1 Timothy, not 1 Peter, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, he says that, For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. 5, notice this word, it says, For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. It is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. It is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. It is sanctified by the word of God and, and prayer. The word for prayer in this passage is the word that is used for supplication here. And it, again, it pictures the idea of someone who superna supernaturally falls into a mode of prayer that is so accurate. Notice this. He's able to hit the spiritual bull's eye when he prays. You fall into alignment. Oh my God. My God. So, we can enjoy fellowship freely in God's presence and then we can also stand in the gap for others through supplication. You see, you, see, you don't know all saints. And we we're talking about this on Wednesday. The, the word saint, don't let the word saint scare you. When, when he talks about saints, he's talking about Christians. In Romans chapter 1, verse 7, Romans chapter 1, verse 7, he says this. He says, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. All, he's writing a letter to the Christians in Rome. So he says, To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. So he's calling the Christians saints. So if you are a child of God, you are a saint. You don't need to die before you become a saint. Amen. <laughs> so don't let the word saints throw you off. But you don't know all the people, every Christian in the world, do you? No, 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 you don't know them. So why are you going to pray for them? Because he says praying for all saints. But he uses the phrase praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit and you see so many times christians the people of god go through different things notice that he says in first peter chapter 5 verse 8 he says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour resist him step us in, in the faith Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Sufferings, difficulties, tests, trials. So, through supplication, we can pray for our brothers and sisters who are in the world. Jesus. Prayer 
it's so important as a business person, as, a, uh, as an individual, as anybody. So he says that your brothers and sisters in the world are experiencing the same sufferings. But through prayer in the spirit, you can supplicate for your brothers and sisters. How are we going to do that? Notice he uses the phrase, because prayer, the, the intercession and supplication has nothing to do, most of the time has nothing to do with us. And the best form of prayer is when you decide to stand in the gap and pray for others. Pray in the spirit. Praying, supplicating in the spirit. Let's dive into what that means. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Praying in the spirit. Let's, let's look at that expression. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 14. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's, let's get this phrase down. Praying in the spirit. He says in verse 14 verse 1, he says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Notice this. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks miseries. Notice he says, speak in a tongue, and in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So he's calling, speaking in other tongues, praying in the tongues, as praying in the spirit. That's the phrase he's using in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Verse 2, no, don't let this leave you. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks miseries. He speaks in a tongue, and in the spirit he speaks miseries. So praying in the spirit means praying in your prayer language that God gives you so that you can communicate to him and he's saying that when you communicate to him on that level it's a direct line to God you can speak to God in the language that was given to you by God but you can only go so far and then he goes on to say in 1st Corinthians chapter 14 verse 14 he says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Verse 13 says, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I speak in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and i will pray with the understanding i will sing with the spirit and i will also sing with the understanding so i'm going to pray both ways 
Now, see, sometimes people, someone say, oh, how can I, how can God speak to me? How can, I mean, does God speak? Is, you, you say God is alive, but is he, is he a, does he speak? God is a speaking being, and we are also speaking beings. And God still speaks, still speaks. But he says here, when you pray, if you get this key issue, you will go a long way in your Christian walk. Let him that speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And he says, I'm going to pray both ways. So as we pray in the spirit or in another tongues, as the spirit of God gives us utterance, we should also pray that God will send us and give us the interpretation back. And then we pray again with our understanding the interpretation that we have received from God. And as we do that, certain areas of our lives that we don't have understanding, the understanding will come back to us as we communicate with God directly. Because so many times, things come up and people say, I don't understand. And sometimes also, notice what we just looked at that verse in Jude. Notice this, he uses the same phrase. In Jude 1, verse 20, he says, But you, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, he uses the same phrase, praying, praying in the Holy Spirit. So faith comes by hearing the word of God, but our faith needs something else to be built upon it. And that is the value of, of praying in other tongues. Building up yourself, rise like an edifice. Praying in the spirit. So when we come to God, we can go to him and say, Lord, sometimes there's something going on, you need a spiritual understanding. Sometimes the word of God goes forth, the, the understanding comes out. Someone say, oh, now I see what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> As you sit under the influence of the word of God. Then he says. Then in other areas also. We can make ourselves available. You see the Holy Spirit looks through the earth. Looking for who is available. Because the same sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood in the world. By your brothers and sisters in the world. So you get to a place where you say, Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You sometimes the Spirit of God will look through the earth. We remember that one of the first lessons we looked at on, on, on the Wednesday was, why do I need to pray? God has put certain laws in motion. And sometimes you'll be looking in the earth. Looking for somebody to pray concerning a need that somebody else has. And when we make ourselves available, God can take our lives and we can pray for others. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that in this season, may you make yourself available and say, Lord, I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody.
I make myself available to you, Lord. I know you need somebody. 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 Ah, Lord, if you are looking for somebody in the earth, I am available. My Lord and my God, may God use you in this life of prayer in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I mean, so many testimonies along those lines. Sometimes missionaries that are on the field. There was one time a certain missionary was on the field, and a certain woman here was uh, in one of the countries was prompted to pray for this person. And when they were, it was very dangerous. And as they were praying, they said, we got into this place. Uh, we are taking the, this lady, and we, we were traveling with her. And the natives of the land said, look, um, this person is precious to us. We cannot, you cannot take this person away from us. So they rushed and followed them. And they said, when they got to them, and they heard the word sound, the natives told this missionary and said, look, this sound means we are dead. Because these people are coming with very sharp knives to come and rescue this person. But they said as they approached, all of a sudden, these people with these sharp knives that had come to take these people and take away their lives, all of a sudden, started bowing down to them. <laughs> and they said, what are, what are you doing? They said, we saw two mighty beings, mighty beings all around you. And then this other person that was praying for them, he said, around this time frame, on this particular date, what happened to you? Because I was praying for you, and I prayed until I got a release, and I knew that whatever the situation was had been covered. And when they compared, comparing time zones and everything, it was at the same time that those people were coming to take them away. Praying in the spirit for all saints. What if they hadn't prayed? Or yielded to the prompting of the spirit of God? What would have happened? I pray when God prompts us to pray, may we yield ourselves to the spirit of God. And may God take our lives and use it for his glory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. When you pray for others, it makes all the difference. In Genesis chapter 24, notice this. Genesis chapter 24, verse 12. Abraham was getting ready to die. And then he sent Eliezer, his servant, to go and look for a wife for, for Isaac. And when he went, he prayed. Some way, somehow, you need that this journey, it has to take God. Listen to how he prayed. In Genesis chapter 24, verse 12, he said, Then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Lord God of my master Abraham, give me success this day. He's not, it's not praying for himself. He's not looking for a wife for himself. <laughs> He's looking for a wife for somebody else. 
but he, Abraham, Abraham had made him swore that he's not going to get people from the land. He's going to go and find the right person. And as he's going, he gets to the place and he prays. I pray in the name of the... And God gave him good... He didn't... Right there, he found the right person. You see, for the, for the, when you are single and you are praying for a spouse, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God send the right person to you Amen. and keep the wrong person out of your life. Amen. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. But he prayed. That's the one type of supplication. He's not praying for himself. Supplication has to do with others. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to the next one. And one time, my wife was telling me this. My mother-in-law, she's a single mother, but some people were having marital issues, and, and a couple, and they are separated. And she took it upon herself to pray for this couple that their marriage will be restored. And since she prayed for three years, and after three years, the couple came back together. And she's into um, sewing. Uh, she sewed. So she sewed a wedding dress for the lady for them to get back together. Three years, exactly. That's, that's standing in the cup. Not, it's not even her biological children. You see. The same sufferings. Your brothers and sisters are going through test or trial. So along those lines, you see, the first thing to do is have a, I always have a running list of people I'm pr praying for. Have a list of people that are on your heart that you're always praying for. Some may be unsaved, which ties into the next one. The prayer of intercession. The prayer of intercession. Let's, let's go a step further here. So Romans chapter 8, the word intercession is only used one time. In other places, like I said, supplication is translated intercession. But the word intercession is only used one time. And it's here in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. It says... Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Key issue. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, my Lord. I'm, I, I, are you enjoying this like I am doing? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just happy. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, <laughs> so, the prayer of intercession, the Greek word used here for intercession is, it's a very long word, huperutogano. A white found only one time in the entire New Testament. And it makes it one of the, 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 the rarest. And evidently, this word was not in use. It is the first time chronologically is used in any piece of literature. So the, when the verse was written, the Holy Spirit coined a word which was not even in existence at the time. Key issue. Now, he says that. Let's break, it, let's break this down. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. He makes intercession. He says that we do not know 
how or what we should pray or the way it should be prayed for. You see, the thing is, Jesus, I can teach you about prayer, and the Holy Spirit can teach us about prayer, but they are not going to do our praying for us. They are not going to do your praying for you. Everybody has to do their own praying. You see. So he is going to help us, though, in prayer. So, when it comes to the word it for, used for intercession, for instance, it is the same word that we use for rescue. If someone was to fall deep into a cavern, you will have to descend down into the cavern along with that person in order to get them out or to rescue them. So the Holy Spirit, oh my Lord and oh my God, this is sacred, joins us in our circumstances, shares our emotions and frustration and then begins working on a plan that will ultimately get each of us out of that troublesome mess. Jesus. Suddenly and supernaturally, the Holy Spirit falls into the place of helplessness and joins with you in the rhythm of prayer. And with all his wonderful attributes and personality traits, the Holy Spirit still feels, the Holy Spirit feels everything that you are going through. And he puts a plan in motion to get you out of that distress. Your feelings of fear, emotions of fear, anger, frustration. This is the purpose of the prayer of intercession. So that you can be rescued, renewed, and delivered from the predicament you are facing. And also for somebody else. The word used for infirmities, this, I mean, talks about an all-encompassing term, all types of sickness and disease. It depicts those who are weak, sick, broken, or infirmed in body and mind. It even indicates all types of deficiencies. It may denote financial poverty or something that is weak, base, feeble, puny, or powerless. Something that is substandard, second-rate, low-grade, or so he comes out to help us in our infirmity. And he goes with us deep. Sometimes you may be, see, an intercessor takes the place of another. Sometimes you may be praying for somebody who does not know the Lord. Somebody you may be praying for, sometimes you may be praying for somebody who is sick beyond, they can't help themselves. You stand in the gap. And we take the place and take hold with the Holy Spirit as he helps us in prayer. For he, by the Spirit, makes intercession for us with groanings, notice again, which cannot be uttered. Again, he said that the Greek leader says, with words which cannot be expressed in your articulate speech. In your regular speech, that is referring also to praying in other tongues. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The spirit also helps 
helps, helps, helps. You are doing the praying, but he is helping you in prayer. Let's say we need to lift up this piano and say, oh, we need help. He takes hold with you against, literally is what he means. Take hold with you against whatever the situation is. My Lord and my God. And what a privilege to partner with the Lord Jesus Christ in this great ministry of intercession. And I like how the Amplified puts, puts this verse. Let's read it from the Amplified. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go over it again. Romans 8, 26. In the classic Amplified, he says this. He says, So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer Know how to offer it wordly as we ought, but the Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. For he who searches the heart of man knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit. What is intended is because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. Hallelujah. So when we pray this way, we can pray the perfect will of God concerning any situation. He takes our crude petitions and prayers and makes them beautiful to the Father and pleads with God according to his will. Sometimes you don't, may not know the perfect will concerning any situation, but that is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Oh my God. And when we pray, one of the best things you can do is to pray for others to be birthed into the kingdom of God. Notice, thank you, Lord. There's a, there's, there's, there's a term that is used. Notice this. He used, used the phrase, groanings, too deep for utterance. Now, in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 8, notice this. Isaiah 66, verse 8. He says that, who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such thing? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, let me use the classic King James because they use the both terms in both places. For as soon as Zion travailed, notice the, the word travail, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth? Say of the Lord, shall I cause to bring forth, shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, said thy God. As soon as Zion travailed, Zion is a type of the church. As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Now, in Galatians chapter 4 verse 19, we are at prayer school. Let's learn. 
<laughs> Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. He says, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Those, King James says, He says, My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Travail. That word that is used both here in, and in Isaiah has to do with a woman who is in labor. <laughs> if you ever seen a woman in labor, don't play around <laughs> like that. <laughs> it is serious business. <laughs> My wife said, I've never, I've never experienced pain like that. It's not even funny. But you see, so, uh, 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 somebody is being birthed into the earth. So when he's talking about spiritual labor, he says that that is how children are born into the kingdom of God. And so when we enter into this place of intercession and, and, and travail, sometimes you cannot utter those words. Ah, but you begin to take your place and you begin to let the Spirit of God grow and pray through you concerning whatever the situation might be. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, as you do that, oh my God, Things begin to change. I begin, he says, I travail in bed. He's saying that the way that you came into the kingdom of God is that I began to take the place of prayer and I began to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And that is how come you were born into the kingdom of God. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, in this season and beyond, as we yield ourselves to God to take our lives and let him pray through us, we will see things happen. Many come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying, I travail to give birth to you. Now I am praying that Christ will be formed in you. So have a running list. Sometimes people uh, have the challenges that they have. It's not from a natural, you can't solve the issues from a natural standpoint. Uh, but as you, you see, you can't change people, but God can. But we can cooperate with the Spirit of God. Ah, my Lord and my God to see lives change. What a privilege that we have. Charles Finney ministered mostly on the East Coast, but sometimes he will go into a town. And because of the great, one time he went into Rochester, because of the great conviction on the people, while he was on the train, while the time he finishes his meetings, all the liquor stores, all, they will all close down because there will be no one to run there. All the people got saved. <laughs> Game over. Somebody is praying. But he said that you will spend time with God. And he said sometimes I found myself sometimes being alarmed in prayer. And words will come from my spirit that I hadn't planned. And I'll begin to groan sometimes for hours. 
people were birthed into the kingdom of God. You can be a lay person and still pray. Have a list of people that you are praying for. Lord, in the name of Jesus, this person, ah, the, let the blindfolding power of the enemy be broken of their lives. That as the word of God goes forth into their lives, they will receive the word of the living God. This person is a child of God, but we know there's more for them in the kingdom of God that they are not living up to. I travel, Lord, I, let, I will partner with you that Christ will be formed in them. That means that they will live up to the Christ likeness that is already in them. Christ will be formed in them. Ah, that they will be useful in the hands of the master. That they will be useful in the hands of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, this individual I know and they have the potential. But some way, somehow, the enemy is distracting them. Lord, let Christ be formed in them. Lord, let them grow to full maturity. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, that which hinders them in their work with the Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus let it be broken of their lives and in the name of Jesus I take my stand for them ah this individual will not go to hell in the name of Jesus devil take your hands of their lives and in Jesus mighty name as the word of God goes forth may they yield freely to the word of the living God my little children of whom I travail in bed Let's go to the Lord and say, Lord, I know you need somebody. I am available. I know you need somebody. I am available. You, you can change the cost of the, the destinies of families, of, of individuals, of cities, and of nations. And this morning I'm looking at a company of people. God will use us to change the cost of nations. God will use us to change the cost of cities. As we yield our lives to him. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. In the upper room. Uh, those individuals were praying. And they changed the course of the world. Lord I know you need somebody. Make yourself available. Let's pray. Thank you Lord Jesus. Let's talk to the Lord. My God. Thank you Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God. The presence of God is here. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. 